Hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Gas South District's That's the Ticket, the ultimate podcast exploring all things Gas South District and a source for insights to events on campus and discussions on the wider entertainment and tourism industry. Please welcome the host of our show, Stan Hall, CEO of Gas South District and Explore Gwinnett. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this episode of That's the Ticket Podcast. We appreciate everyone taking some time to be with us today. And today we're going to learn more about the Atlanta Gladiators, Atlanta's professional hockey team that plays at our Gas South Arena. Joining us today are Atlanta Gladiators staff member Liam Gottimer, Director of Broadcasting and Communications, and Steve Brown, the Chief Revenue Officer. Liam and Steve, Welcome to the show, and thank you both for being with us today. Yeah, we appreciate it, Stan. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely. We appreciate you guys taking a little time to talk about something very exciting, a professional hockey in the Atlanta area. Uh, First of all, congratulations on the recent announcement of a four-year contract to extend the Gladiators' relationship with Grass South Arena. Uh, I guess the question would be to both of you, what does that stability provide for the organization and for the Gladiators fan base? Yeah, I think uh, first thing it does is put a lot of rumors to bed. Uh, you know, when I moved here to take this position, that was all I saw on social media mm-hmm. was the Gladiators were going to the West Coast. They were going to Athens. <clears throat> um, we had a nice uh, town hall with all of our season ticket holders where myself and the owner, Alex Campbell, Uh, We talked about for 30 minutes that we had no plans of moving the team. And then when we checked social media, when we left, everyone still thought we were moving the team. So um, this provides us to be able to put roots uh, down in the Gwinnett community, which Mm -hmm. is very exciting. Uh, It's big for our partners. We don't have to worry about year-to-year things. Uh, We can start working on some long-term relationships and, and really try to get the the team out in the community and, and build that brand awareness. Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, Steve, the rumors that you were hearing, I too <laughs> was hearing those rumors. And I, and I knew that they weren't factual. Uh, obviously, we couldn't talk about it very much because sure. the contract negotiations were in progress. But I don't know how rumors like that get started, but that one took off and it was just rolling and rolling and rolling, even to the point that some of the people in the uh, respective uh, areas where those rumors were were calling me and saying, hey, man, I'm so sorry about, I said, sorry about what? What are you talking about? But it is a great, um, it's a great opportunity for both of us. And we are happy, obviously, to have the Gladiators here for four more years that we know about. When you think about the locations, as this contract uh, prescribes, they're going to be here for four more years. uh, The fact that the Gladiators have remained in, um, here in this place for so long, I know that that's not very common for an ECHL team, but but what does that stability do for the team? It does a ton. And, uh, of course, the Gladiators are about to embark on their 21st season exactly. uh, here at Gas South Arena and beautiful Gas South District. And the stability, again, it, it means a ton to the Gladiators, to the entire league. Of course, you want teams to stick around. And when you have an organization that's as long-lasting as the Gladiators, uh, you want to make sure uh, that they're in one place for a long time. And, um, again, it really means everything. And that stability, like Steve said, I moved here in February, and I heard all the rumblings on social media <laughs> like you did as well. And, um Again, in the back of my mind, I knew that we weren't moving, um, but to see it all come to fruition and to see all those rumors be put to bed uh, was definitely good to see. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, let's go back a little bit. This time last year, uh, you guys 
you certainly weren't here this time last year, yep. uh, Liam, but there was a, the ownership transition that took place at about this time last year. You know, they sort of took on the team, the season, the venue, the management, all the things that we're, you know, that we deal with. And the, the season was just about to start uh, when they took over. Now that they have that season one behind them, how does that change everything as we prepare for their second season uh, in, in sort of the not organic fashion, but all the things that you don't have to worry about now, how does that influence the season with new ownership? Well, that pa this past season was definitely a rebuilding year for the Gladiators. Like you said, the ownership change had taken place uh, prior to the start of mm -hmm. uh, this past regular season. Um, and again, there was a lot of rebuilding to do within the organization. I feel like and through year one, I feel like we did a really good job, and we're Absolutely. starting to set the foundation uh, for the next chapter of Atlanta Gladiators yeah. hockey, and that's what matters most. So let's talk about the ownership. And, Steve, tell, tell us a little bit about the group that does own the team. I, I don't even know if everyone in this area knows who the new ownership actually is. So. Yeah, absolutely. So Alex Campbell's the majority owner. Uh, so he's based in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, he comes from the staffing world. And this is a great opportunity for him to get involved. He had lived in Buckhead, I think, in like two I different. Think that's what he told me. Yeah, yeah. two separate <laughs> stints. So he's got some some roots here uh, in the Atlanta area. Um, but the opportunity was presented to him actually through the the Jacksonville team in our league. Uh, he's good friends with their ownership, and you know this opportunity. I think we had an older gentleman who had previously mm -hmm. owned the team, and he was ready to to move on. So. Um, Alex got involved, uh, his, his kids were rocking Jacksonville Iceman gear at the, <laughs> at the start of this. And they were like, Oh, we don't want to root for the, the gladiators. And, uh, now, you know, every time I talk to him there, he, you know, his kids made him download social media so they can check in on the team. Yeah. And, um, but it's a, it's a really big family thing for, for them. So. So the few times that, uh, that we've, that I've been around him personally, he mm -hmm. impresses me as. High energy for sure. Yeah. Uh, which you know, in the hockey world, I would think high energy is necessary. You need yes. that. Yeah. Yep. The the other thing that really uh, makes me happy about the him and the new ownership is that they absolutely not only own the team, but they want to be a part of this team. They want to be in the everyday motions of this team. Sure. And he has proven that already with several events we've had. He's there. Yep. Uh, he's, he's very well engaged in all aspects of it. So I, I believe that's a, a great, great message that he's sending not only the, to the team, mm -hmm. not only to the partners at the venue, but to the community, the fan base that the Gladiators have. I, I think that is being received very well. Yeah, and you know he's uh, he's coming from Jacksonville, so it's right on that border of do I fly or do I do I tangle with Atlanta traffic uh, trying to get up here? But he's he's here. I think he was at twenty games yeah. last year. Um, I believe he plans to be at pretty much all of them. Um, you know, we got a few more weekend dates this year, so that helps with his travel schedule. But it, it's exciting. Like you know, when I'm going out and having conversations with partners and potential sponsors, like. He's always there on the phone, and mm -hmm. anytime we need him to come up, he, he's, he's in the meetings, um, and he's really just helping us try to, again, grow brand awareness and, and get the team out in the community. Excellent. Excellent. That's very exciting. And on that note as well, Alex is definitely involved with local media as well. He's more than happy to do uh, interviews with anybody yeah. that wants to talk about the Gladiators, and he's really committed to just getting our brand out there. Uh, and again, that's something that he wanted to uh, put forth the second he stepped in, and he has uh, remained committed to that promise. Well, that, that's excellent news. Yeah. So, uh, guys, let's talk a little bit about your new head coach, um, 
new head coach, but certainly not new to the Gladiators. <laughs> no. he, he probably is as much a piece of Gladiators history as, as anyone has been, except for sure. one other person I want to talk about before we finish our conversation today. Obviously, the naming of the new head coach, Derek Nesbitt, uh, people who follow the Gladiators know who that is. How is that transition going from being a player that people truly loved now he's leading the team in a coaching perspective. How is that transition uh, going? Yeah, I, th I think it's been great. You know, when we had our, our first press conference of the summer, we were announcing the affiliate change to the Nashville Predators as well as Derek Nesbitt. Um, I, you know, thought the Predators was going to resonate with the crowd, but everybody was uh, definitely way more excited to hear about the Derek Nesbitt news. So <laughs> um, that was my first game when I joined the Gladiators was his, his number going up into the rafters. Um, so it was very quickly, it was introduced to how much he's meant to this community, being a big part of the ice forum, um, all the youth hockey, like coaching and just expansion that he's been working on. So it, it's it's fantastic to have someone stay with an organization as long as he has and to, to be an integral part going forward. Well, and I think with any organization, uh, credible components of the organization are so important. Uh, he, he certainly has uh, that, that sense of credibility among all aspects of what we had spoken about earlier. Uh, so when that name came out, I do think there was a genuine excitement that oh, yeah. he was going to be a part of it. Yeah, Derek Nesbitt <laughs> is Mr. Gladiator. He, he leads is. the uh, franchise in a number of statistical categories. He spent last season uh, behind the bench as an assistant coach next to Jeff Pyle, so he was able to gain that experience. And like Steve said, you know, during our first press conference of the summer, uh, the main announcement was uh, that we were changing affiliates to the Nashville Predators. Um, but Derek Nesbitt being named head coach really took over, and the fans could not be more happy And from us within the organization. We feel the same way. So, so let's talk a little bit about the Predators uh, affiliation. Yeah, sure. And um, I, I'm not sure that everyone understands. If you use baseball as a model, sure. you know you've got the major league team, you've got their minor league components yeah. of it, but they're, you know, they're, they're usually still the same organization. Correct. Tell us how that works in hockey and why the affiliation with an NHL team, the importance of that. So. Yeah, it's uh, extremely important, especially for a league like the ECHL that, you know, focuses a ton on developing their players and making sure that they're able to play at the next level. Mm -hmm. So um, at the AHL level, that would be the Milwaukee Admirals. And as you said, uh, the NHL's Nashville Predators. You know, and I think geographically, too, it makes a ton of sense. Our previous affiliate mm -hmm. was the Arizona Coyotes. A little and, distance. Yeah, a little bit of distance <laughs> there. And as much as we love the Coyotes, you know, just wanted to find a, an NHL partner a little bit closer uh, yeah. to Gwinnett. And we found that in Nashville, the closest NHL team. So. Yeah. And I, you know, the the conversations before this even occurred in years past was, why aren't they affiliated with you know the Nashville team? It's <laughs> yeah. just up the road, so yep. it makes sense in every way. Right. And I, and I'm sure that's going to work out for you guys. Yeah, and Nashville has been great to work with. We've been uh, going back and forth. We're we're going to do a season ticket holder trip up in January to go catch a Predators game. Yeah. We're uh, we're working on the timing, but hopefully uh, we'll be playing in the Gladiators. Will be playing in Canada. Uh, we'll go up. We'll watch the game before, and then we'll go into the building, do a do a nice tour, and then be able to catch a Predators. Oh, that'll game. be very cool. Everybody will love that trip for sure. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. So um, the the only other thing I want to ask you guys about uh, is hockey in the South. You know, <laughs> that that's sort of almost a, a an odd mix, I guess. Uh, historically, I would say it's proven to be very successful now, as we know, particularly with NHL. Uh, what do you think the overall viewing uh, – and let's talk about Atlanta and the Georgia area. 
What, how, how would you describe the hockey fan base in this area? I think it's a rabid uh, hockey fan base. I think they just need to know that hockey is here uh, and that if you want to go catch a game, you know, come see the Gladiators. I know all the talk, like we talked about earlier, is whether an NHL team is coming here. But if you truly love the game, uh, we have the Gladiators here that not only provide, you know, a great on-ice experience, uh, but a great entertainment yeah, as well. I, so. I think so, too. And, and you know, I was even – uh, as that uh, expansion began, you know, not only to Nashville, of course, here in Atlanta, uh, all the way down in Florida. Yeah. So it, it's making a very strategic, intentional move into the south. And I think it has proved to be successful. Yeah, I mean, you just look at the Savannah Ghost Pirates. Uh, they joined our team, la excuse me, joined our league last year, and they sold out 33 of 36 games. Wow. Um, so I I personally think the South Division is the uh, the deepest division in the ECHL. Um, you know, I, I went to school in Arizona. There wasn't really hockey there. That's one of the biggest programs now. So hockey is really starting to to sprout in all of these different yeah. southern southern cities. We saw it in the AHL with the Coachella Valley Firebirds. I think they made it to the Western Conference they Finals in, in year one. So it's it's great. I, I know we're in college football country down here. Um, <laughs> But it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really important for us to start getting involved at the younger levels so we can get more of those people that do have the skates tucked away in the closet yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, like you would up in some of those northern cities. Absolutely. So. Um, you mentioned uh, former coach Jeff Pyle. Uh, if, if the current coach is Mr. Gladiator, Jeff is not far behind. So, uh, I, and I don't know the exact numbers of Jeff's tenure with the Gladiators, but uh, as long as I've been around, his name seems like it's been there pretty close. So with the announcement of our new coach, I know that Jeff has not left the organization. Tell us a little bit of where he fits in now. Absolutely. So Jeff is our new uh, director of hockey operations. Um, so he will be uh, handling all the hockey ops uh, for this season. Um, and again, it's a promotion for him. We're very happy for Jeff. Uh, again, he's been associated uh, with the Gladiators franchise, even going back to when we were the Mobile Mystics in Alabama. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Jeff is somebody that it's a no-brainer to want to keep him within the organization. And I think he is also excited uh, to extend what he's learned as a head coach to Dan. Eric yeah. uh, in his first year and moving forward. You know, and I think what he probably can, certainly can do and what he will do is provide that historical perspective. Sure. Like you said, he's been around with the team really since the beginning. And uh, it is good to have an anchor that you can go to. And when you, somebody talks about something that may not resonate with, the, you know, you guys, you can probably go to him and he'll say, well, let me tell you about that. And, <laughs> and he'll have some stories to tell you about that. And I think it is valuable, though, yeah. for sure. So, guys, the, the Gladiators uh, last year had a good year, competitive season. So let's talk a little bit about the upcoming season, how that shapes up for them, um, who are the favorites in the Glass division uh, or in the ECHL this year as we get ready to kick off a new season. Well, like Steve said, I mean, the South Division, uh, I will uh, echo his, uh, his point that the South Division is the toughest division uh, in the ECHL. We have the Florida Everblades, who have won back-to-back -back, uh, Kelly Cup champions. So I would say uh, that Florida has to be uh, the odds-on favorite this season, not only in the South, but in the entire ECHL. But the Gladiators finished fifth in the division, just one spot away um, from qualifying from the playoffs. And 
who was the team up that up to the very end they were they were close they to were the right there yeah. and the team that occupied that fourth and final playoff spot was the Florida Everblades so if you could just get yourself in uh, you never know what's going to happen and mm-hmm. as far as the outlook for this season we're going to be a lot younger uh, there's a couple of players that won't be returning Mike Pellick who's been a veteran in the ECHL uh, for a very long time the all-time leader in games played uh, in league history uh, he's going to play overseas uh, in Glasgow so it's going to be a lot of a younger group and I think that's what Derek wants he mm-hmm. wants to be able to uh, mold this team around the play style that he uh, implemented when he was a player. So. so it looks good for the season, though. It does look good for the season. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk a little bit more about uh, this. This is probably uh, has nothing to do with hockey per se, sure. but for the fan base per se, it has everything to do because they love the special events and the special attractions that yes. you guys put out there. Talk a little bit about what we might expect this year that we've, that we've always had or any new events that might be coming. Yeah, so I mean, we'll we'll definitely bring back the staples. So teddy bear toss, uh, we are making a move to put that into December. I think that theme night was originally created to be able to donate, you know, toys and teddy bears mm-hmm. during the Christmas time for you know people less fortunate. So we wanted to move that up to December to be able to kind of deliver on that message. We'll have our stick it to cancer night uh, as well, where we celebrate everyone that's you know going through that battle or you know loved ones that have been lost. Um, and then Thrasher Night, that was our biggest game last year. Uh, we're currently working with the NHL right now to bring that back and, and add a few more elements to it. So we're excited about that. But, you know, uh, for this year, I think the big one, that, the big two that we're adding is going to be uh, Georgia versus Georgia Tech. So we are having uh, their two uh, club teams play on November 5th. So they'll play at 1.30, and then the Gladiators will play at 4 o'clock. Really? I, I didn't know about that. That's exciting. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a double ticket. Uh, our staff is spending a crazy amount of time to try to get this to be a sea of red and gold inside. <laughs> uh, we're really going to try to shoot for a sellout for that game. Um, you know, we're working with fraternities, clubs, student organizations, um, sport teams, all, all, all different areas of the, the campuses. So uh, we're really excited about that one. Uh, and then I think it's the next game on November 14th. We're actually doing a 10.30 a.m. puck drop. Mm-hmm. So that's our education <clears throat> day game. And what that'll be is a, a lot of schools doing field trips to come out to the Gladiators game. Yeah. And uh, each student will receive a educational booklet. And we, we kind of change up our script going through the game where they're following through. So they're learning while they're at a hockey game and doing some unique problems and um a lot of career development things for you know high school students that will be coming out talking about what a career in sports could look like. Um, not everyone's going to make it onto the ice, but you know the business, marketing, all the other elements that are that are available for people. So we're excited to have those two. Um, we got a game on St. Patrick's Day. I, I saw the jersey the other day that we're going to have for that one. That one's going to be pretty fun. You know, we'll do our Marvel nights. Uh, what else am I missing? We have a DC night as well. Yep. Um, this season, Heart Health, uh, too, and a number of others. So it's a fun packed. Um, well, the Georgia-Georgia Georgia Tech game is interesting, and um, without showing my hand, red's <laughs> such a pretty color in that yeah. building. I don't know if you've seen that or it not, is. but it is a, just a shocking color when you get it in there. <laughs> so we'll see how that works out. Are you guys doing anything with the old Atlanta Knight uh, franchise this year? or? Um, 
Not this year, but that is in the pipeline for for down the road. We know. Uh, I think we still get a bunch of people during the national anthem who yell uh, "Night" pretty loud to carry <laughs> they on. They do that, <laughs> carry on that tradition. So that's pretty cool, though. Um, we we do have that in the in the pipeline for for a future season. Okay. So uh, as we look toward uh, this coming season, has the actual schedule been announced and everything? It has been announced, um, but there have been a number of changes, so we're still waiting to finalize those. Uh, I would expect in the next week and a half to two weeks that we should have a When does the season actually start, though? So our first game is October 21st, and that will be at home uh, against our interstate rival, Savannah Ghost Pirates. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, guys, if anybody's listening today who we hope are interested in tickets, can you tell us a little bit about how the ticket information can be found? Yeah, absolutely. Just go to atlantagladiators.com. We have a a whole section there. You know, groups, if you're bringing uh, 10 people or more, we have some some discounts there. And then obviously, the more games that you attend, the more affordable the ticket gets. So um, a bunch of new benefits have been added. We're going to have a lot of season ticket holder events. Like I mentioned, that Nashville trip mm-hmm. uh, is just one of the additions that we're making. So we really want to make this a membership and have you be a part of the team. So if you guys are interested in catching the, the best live action sport there is, uh, go to AtlantaGladiators.com. All sounds good. Guys, thank you so much for your time for being with us today. We look forward to a great season, and uh, we appreciate your time with us today. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Go Glads. Go Glads. Exactly right. That's all we have today, guys. Be sure to check out GasSouthDistrict.com and to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and TikTok. You can find all episodes of Gas South District. That's the ticket wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll return real soon for another episode of That's the Ticket. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. For show notes and further information about Gas South District and upcoming events, please visit our website at gassouthdistrict.com. That's the ticket.